0: to reworked the podcast about our working lives for many of us the work we do defines our place in the world increasingly we are looking for meaningful work which is aligned to our personal values and beliefs and we want to feel proud and positive about the relationships we build and the services we deliver we all recognize the patronizing old adage of behind every great man dot 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 there's a great woman Well, London and Partners, the promotional agency responsible for building the international reputation of London and attracting investment to the capital, have turned this phrase on its head with their latest campaign. Working on behalf of the Mayor, Sadiq Khan, their Behind Every Great City campaign is focused on gender equality in business. So for the 13th episode of Reworked, I spoke to Lauren Quigley. Business growth lead at London and Partners about the work she's doing to develop and promote London's female entrepreneurs. So, Lauren, hi, hi. Thank you for spending some time with me today for the reworked podcast. Not at all. Thank um, you for me. No, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Excited to be at the offices of London and Partners
1: overlooking mm-hmm. the Gla and
0: yes, Tower Bridge with an amazing view of the Thames. Um, so, we've met up to talk about. Um, the work that you 're doing on behalf of the Mayor of London mm-hmm. to promote business growth and a special program that you are running for just to encourage and support female entrepreneurs, so maybe if we just if I rewind slightly and you tell me a little bit first about about that pro, the, the business growth program and how that fits with the mayor 's agenda sure.
1: So, um, I head up the Business Growth Programme here at London and Partners, so it's a free programme of support uh, to help London-based SMEs, either Indigenous or foreign-owned, to scale up in London. So, obviously, we cover sort of priority sectors for the mayor that are given to us, obviously, from the river Um, so we look at companies that are in the creative sector the financial and business services and technology we help companies in urban innovation and then life sciences so across lots of different sectors across multitude of channels um, and challenges that sort of crop up across all of those businesses Mm -hmm. yeah so that sort of is something that you know the mayor is keen to champion London's ecosystem make it a really exciting place to attract investment talent um, and to continue to drive economic growth in London.
0: Mm. And SMEs are seen as a real key way of powering that, that business growth. Absolutely. I think it
1: was in December last year, um, there was a statistic released that 98% of um, businesses in the UK are SMEs, so less than 250 employees globally. And I think of that, 98%, 96% were micro-businesses, so less than 10 employees. Um, so huge amounts, and you know they absolutely contribute huge amount to the London economy. I think it's about 200 billion a year. Um, So, you know, they're responsible for a huge amount of employment. There's so much disruption happening in all these important sectors, challenging the way that we work. Uh, So yeah, absolutely vital to the lifeblood of London. Mm, Yes. And
0: speaking as somebody who who runs an SME herself, it's a a very challenging place to be, actually running a very small company and um, competing up against, you know, some of the multinationals often mm.
1: for, for work, for contracts, for clients. Mm. So in what ways are you um, supporting? So I think definitely one of the biggest pieces that we've seen come through in the last sort of six months is the peer-to-peer community that we build with all these businesses across all of these sectors. Um, but the way that we actually function and sort of deliver our support is that each sort of business is given their own dedicated business growth manager. Um, they work with them at the beginning of the process to sort of run through a diagnostic session where they dig down into the pain points of the business, we identify where we can add the most value and then they stay with us for an accelerator type programme of over three months. Um, Within that programme we then focus on five core streams of activity that we've iterated over the last year Um, and those are validating and improving your business model, raising funds and finance, sales acceleration, prioritising and engaging your audiences and then your people strategies. So within those sort of strands, um, we sort of build workshops and events that the companies come along to, we have one-to-one mentoring from sort of, um, we've got about 60 to 70 experts in either sort of marketing or sales, or they might be sector specialists, or they might just be entrepreneurs who've been there and done that, and are keen to share their experience. So they do the one-to-one mentoring piece, and then we also have different sort of series that run alongside and support that so we run a meet the corporate series so we get corporate entities in usually from their innovation departments to talk about how they innovate and how they can work with SMEs what they're looking for so we've run a few competitions with J-Labs which is part of John Lewis and Waitrose Um, we've had Universal in Cisco We've got things coming up with Bupa, so it's it's all sorts of um, you know corporate entities that are looking to you know disrupt themselves almost. Yeah, I was going to say there must mm. be a lot that some of the your SMEs can teach the corporates. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's as much know, that way around. I would say no, for, yeah. definitely, and that's what they're sort of coming to us for because we have this huge pool of businesses with exciting ideas. They can move a lot faster. Mm. They've got you know a different agenda and so it's, it's yeah it's really beneficial to these corporates to be connected in and to be able to be at the forefront of all of this innovation mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and so in within the mix of London's SMEs mm-hmm. um,
1: there must be a lot of diversity. Yes definitely and it's an amazing place to be. I think um, our most recent summer cohort we've launched um, actually just last week had 42% of women entrepreneurs, female founders, which is amazing, um, and you know, through various activities, we are trying to you know raise the profile mm. of the program as being somewhere very diverse, inclusive, to attract founders from across from across everything. Um, and you cap
0: are you capturing?
1: The characteristics
0: of the founders you know, beyond gender. Are you looking at we BMA do? Or? Yep.
1: So we do do that. Um, it's not something I can share with you right no, now. But no. yes. So we do look at that. Um, it's obviously important for us to be very diverse. We reflect London, and mm. you know we're out and about. Our business growth managers are out and about meeting businesses, at, you know, across the whole of the 32 boroughs. So we work very widely as well, which is really important uh, to make sure that you know our support extends beyond Zone One. Uh, so we're very conscious of that as well. Mm. Yes. And so, female entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, when we had our sort of
0: pre-chat, we were talking about um, the, the numbers of women entrepreneurs
1: actually mm. be, being lower. Mm. Uh, yeah. What, what was the statistic you gave? Definitely. Me? I mean, no, well, we sort of talked around statistics around sort of women entrepreneurs winning funding. Mm. I think it was, um, which I think last year... Was around two percent in the U.S. Um, of women entrepreneurs winning VC funding. Mm. In on the continent here, I think it was close to eight percent, which is better, but still not mm. good. Um, so you know there are there's a hugely diverse pool of founders out there, but for some reason there seems to be this massive discrepancy in those that are able to receive the funding that they need, perhaps drive the sales, whatever it might be. Um, so as I'm sure you're aware. Um, this year the mayor launched the hashtag behind every great city campaign um, which is obviously in celebration of some women winning the right to vote 100 years (laughs) ago. Um, So we actually launched, well the mayor launched that on New Year's Eve um, with a big campaign at sort of I think as the clock struck midnight there was a big sort of firework display and then there was a pause and it said mind the gap and then after that there was all music from women sort of singers and things like that so It was launched then, and since then there have been a whole host of activities in support of that, just raising the profile of of women founders and and things like that. So we launched London and Partners, this is um, a campaign in support of that, um, out actually uh, in the States, um, and that was massively successful and we're sort of looking at the cross-collaboration across London and Silicon Valley um, and sort of, you know, how we can foster more female founders and women entrepreneurs coming through. Okay, so what was the state, why, why, Why launch it in the States? Um, So it was uh, during South by Southwest, which is a massive uh, festival over there. So it was very timely because it was obviously around the time of um, Women's Day over here, so an International Women's Day. So they wanted to sort of launch it then in there. And obviously a large remit of what London Partners does is, or the main remit is we promote London internationally as a global city to come and work, study and visit. So um, it made every sense to sort of be promoting this um, brilliant you know, campaign out there in market, um, which is obviously what we try and do, Mm. um, rather than shout from here, Mm. shout in market. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's why we did that. Um, And then sort of as part of the Business Growth Programme, and then we have a sister programme, which is the Mayor's International Business Programme here at London and Partners. We have been running a Women Entrepreneurs Series this year um, to sort of look at and hopefully unpick some of the common challenges that... Uh, all entrepreneurs face but from the unique perspective of women and whether there's a difference and if so why and what could be done to to change that and shift the dial um so yeah so we did our first one at the stock exchange um during international women's week uh, with founders for schools um which is a great organization um we had some of uh, some school girls come and sort of be part of the market open ceremony and it's you know a big piece of this is around inspiring the next generation mm. to come through and education is so key But you know what we're sort of back to where our expertise lies, or or mine, on the business growth program, um, where we can support women entrepreneurs. Is sort of opening up our network and sort of creating a forum where we can discuss how to move forward, rather than just the issues and sort of looking back. So that's sort of been the main focus of the series. I see. Yeah. So have you got any? What insights have you been gathering? You mentioned
0: you know Mm. what the barriers might be to, Mm. to women in terms of accessing support or yeah. funding or mm. what have you you know it's been maybe you're halfway through the program so what, what are you finding out
1: about how different women entrepreneurs are to men well I wouldn't necessarily it's not so much that there's a difference necessarily between women and men it's more I think around their experiences as founders um, so the first event we did was around sort of uh, seeking investment and why there's such a huge gap as I mentioned earlier obviously there's a huge sort of VC funding gap and that's slightly better at sort of earlier stage which is sort of seed rounds and things like that but it's still not amazing Um, and interestingly statistics don't necessarily improve if you have lots of women within the VCs so there seems to be sort of a Mm. massive conversation piece um, missing there and actually um, you know Harvard Business Review I think it was did a very interesting study at TechCrunch last year um, where they sat in on a huge number of sort of Pitch sessions where companies were there to pitch to investors. um, And they sort of recorded those interviews or pitches and sort of then analysed the questions and the way that things were being phrased and things like that. And they found that women tend to be asked questions in a much more negative tone or using sort of diminishing words, so that then when we respond in kind, it looks like we're putting ourselves down or whatever it might be. So it was quite insightful um, to think about language. Alone being a tool that's sort of making this sort of big difference, um, but that was a really interesting event that the investment one that we did. So we had a, a panel of investors from across sort of you know angel crowdfunding platforms and a couple of VCs. Um, actually, we also had the UK uh, British bank as well, who obviously fund some of these VCs and things like that. So it's very interesting. Um, And we had, you know, a gender-balanced panel because obviously it's important to have everybody in this conversation if we're actually going to make a change. Um, And what we sort of looked at moving forward, it's definitely the things that came out of education. It's so important to be going and not only educating VCs and things like that, but, you know, going into schools and making entrepreneurialism. An opportunity for for people coming through. Um, it was also, I think, important to sort of realise that you know we need to feel empowered to ask the question when we go to. When I say we, I'm not an, I'm not an entrepreneur, sadly. When women entrepreneurs go to these uh, investor meetings to you know ask the question, who's who's assessing me, who's on your panel, who is it that you know is going to be looking through my deck and challenging back the EVCs and the investors as to you know there's absolutely no diversity on that why is that you know thinking about whether that's somewhere you want to be working with or associated with and sort of challenging the status quo as it is and I think it's sort of that comes back to the sort of discrepancy in the way that a lot of entrepreneurs for EVCs and this sort of difference in you know, feeling empowered to ask those questions and, you know, you're giving away some of your business that so you have a right to ask all of these questions, mm. so that was a good piece that came out of that um, but definitely I think what we've seen throughout the series is how amazing women are coming together to support one another and the open sort of collaboration and sharing of contacts and mentors and all of those pieces was just sort of amazing, has been brilliant to see, Um
0: that's I it, know, so the, the potentialities are just is there's an element of this, I guess you're saying, is that there's different models. Women hmm. entrepreneurs might be using a different funding model, they might be using a different model of networking, and yeah. instead of going to the venture capitalists, they're hmm. finding other ways of getting their business moving.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, And I that might be because they don't see themselves in that space, potentially. or they've decided not, they just don't want yeah. to be. No, potentially. I mean, I think um, the communities I've seen built around women have just been amazing and I mean we did uh, the Good Growth Summit during London Tech Week which is uh, you know, we partnered with Silicon Valley Comes to the UK which is a, a female founders mission where we get um, entrepreneurs over from the valley into London um, and, and um, yeah so we work with them obviously help them inward invest over here but we also take people out there um, so maybe 15 entrepreneurs from London out to the valley um, so that was in partnership with that and it's you know it's very it's a celebration of women and women entrepreneurs, and we had Anne Cairns, who's obviously from Mastercard, very senior there, and we had um, you know, all sorts of different panellists, and partnered with Bloomberg and Mastercard on that. Um, and the biggest element of that is sort of the roundtable discussions, and we get these mentors in, who are maybe just entrepreneurs who've sort of really experienced different sides of, of scaling a business. Um, and we pull out sort of key themes that people to discuss and it, it's just peer-to-peer mm. but the connections that get made are invaluable and I think you know I, I've seen just amazing friendships be made as well as amazing business opportunities. Mm. So yeah, That's really great yeah so is there a place that
0: the mayor and Londoner partners on behalf of them I want to get to by the end of the year with this behind every great city campaign have you got a uh, have you got a hard target or is <laughs> it <laughs> an aspiration? Yeah, we're a,
1: yeah I mean, we're, we're, you know, I think it's definitely not going to be a hard finish by the end of the year. It's something that I think has opened a lot of doors um, and a lot of eyes to a lot of the discrepancies and differences and, you know, imbalance that there still is um, across every sector of work and, and sort of not just being an entrepreneur, but that's obviously where we focus. Um, I think it's really important to continue seeing change across all sorts of different subsectors and different, you know, I think we need to continue to promote diversity across because London is such a diverse place that in order to genuinely make the most of all the talent that we have here it's so vital to be engaging it, offering opportunities, being inclusive. So, you know, that's where, coming back to our programme, we really try to make a difference by making sure that we're a very inclusive programme and, you know, our growth managers do a brilliant job of making sure we're out and about at the most diverse opportunities available, yeah. promoting it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I guess this uh, part of this agenda does obviously key in with you know what's happening around Brexit, mm. and encouraging businesses to come to London yeah. at a time when you know there's a bit of uncertainty in the air, and, mm. and it might not be the first choice for, for some mm. entrepreneurs to set up. Mm.
1: But I guess part of your work is to keep that absolutely. keep that momentum going. Yes, absolutely, I mean it's it's invaluable support that we offer to businesses, as I said, not necessarily indigenous, but also foreign-owned. So for companies to know that if they come here and set up, um, you know start to grow in London and start to you know contribute here that they can have access to this kind of support. We really invest in our companies, you know, once they finish there's an alumni community so we don't just sort of leave them by the wayside, you know. We keep them engaged, we offer them opportunities to help them scale their network. As I said we've got our sister programme that actually looks Outwards, so they work with companies that again are London-based um, that are looking to export export their products globally. So, you know, they take them on trade missions into market. They set up amazing meetings with them, and so the opportunities are endless. And that's, you know, kind of the cycle of support that we want to promote. So, you know, companies can work with our foreign direct investment team, come to London, set up, support, you know, receive support from us to scale in London, and then look outwards with London as your, you know, base. Um, so it's a fantastic opportunity for companies, and yeah, mm. it really does help our in-market teams mm. as you know a really great piece, and that the mayor cares about what we're doing here and, and what's going on.
0: So um, I guess one last question then, really, is have you got in mind a kind of a, a success story from the program, um, a woman entrepreneur who's you
1: know, really benefited in the last few months, who yeah. is kind of like a, a role model for this? Um, Well, we have, I mean, several, and it has been great to be able to draw on them, um, sort of get them involved with our panels and things like that and share. Um, But I might talk about two, and I might not name names just for various reasons, but we have one company who's, she's just accelerated at such speed, um, going through four or five sort of rounds of funding within about 18 months, which is massive. She's now, you know, storming across the US, and she only sort of really registered over here, um, as a business about two years ago um, her team has absolutely scaled um she's a young woman who's just absolutely smashing it and she's a brilliant ambassador for london as a great place to set up and and run your business and then can you say which sector it is in the e-commerce sector, okay. so e-commerce, um, so yeah, she's doing very well, right. um, and then we have another business actually that's, that's I just think, is, it's a completely different side of the coin, um, they're a creative business, um, and they've been going for maybe 10 years, but still, you know, people come to us when they're not just startups, you know, they're looking to scale, um, but they have, you know, straight up uni set this business up never received funding have just been completely driven and done everything on their own and that's just incredible as well to now see their team of sort of 30 40 people that is just functioning they've never had to give up any of their business they call all the shots and it's just amazing to see that as well so I think often or too often founders are like oh I must get funding and that sort of seems to be the journey and where they all seem to have their eyes um, focused, but I think it's great to have stories like that where you know there are to get a bank loan or you know don't whatever it might be, but you know be revenue generating. or will try to be from the bit, you know and certain industries are obviously better at being able to be revenue generating off from the off. Um, but yeah, it's a great it's another a great story. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it sounds like um, I need to get involved myself in some yeah, of I this, think so. you <laughs> <laughs> but how
0: can um, what if anybody's listening who? Thinks they might benefit from some advice yeah. from one of your colleagues. Definitely. Where do they
1: go to the website, obviously? Yeah. So, and we'll have a link in the perfect. episode notes Yeah. That. So definitely our website. So it's business.london, as you said. Um, and then you can actually see all of our programmes because I'm sure hopefully some people that are listening are going to be relevant, more relevant for our sister programme if you're looking to go global. Um, but we're also out and about. We partner and we, you know, London and Partners, the clue is in the name. You know, we, we are out and about all the time. Um, we get involved with everything that's relevant to the sectors that we're sort of focusing on. We're very collaborative. We speak at a lot of things. You know, anyone that you meet that is from London and Partners will be able to tell you about the Business Growth Programme or put us in touch. So, yeah. Great. So, check you out on
0: Twitter and, and keep, Definitely, keep yeah. up to date with what's happening over the next six months. Definitely. Well, thanks. Right. Well, thanks very much for your time, Laura. Thank you very really much. Really interesting oh, work. Um, and just fabulous to hear about these real real-life women who yes. are, you know, full of no, dynamism amazing. and energy and changing the world. We love it. Yeah. Thank you Great. very much for having
1: me. Thank you.
0: I do hope you've enjoyed this episode of Reworked. The Reworked podcast is a fortnightly programme and it's produced by Diversity Consultancy EW Group. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a review on the homepage or better still, subscribe and then you can keep up to date with all future episodes. I've been your host, Rachel Wilson, and you can find me on Twitter at R-A-O Wilson and at The EW Group. Join us next time for more Reworked.